0: This is from uh, Kings 3, 16 through 28. Now two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One of them said, pardon me, my lord. This woman and I live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was there with me. The third day after my child was born, the woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on, on him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, while I, your servant, was asleep. She put him by her breast and put her head, her dead son by my breast. The next morning I got up to nurse my son and he was dead. But when I looked him closely in the, in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't the son I had born. The other woman said, no, The living one is my son, the dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is yours, the living one is mine. So they argued before the king. The king said, this one says, my son is alive and your son is dead. While the other one says, no, your son is dead and mine is alive. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought the sword to the king. He then gave an order, cut the living child in two and give half of one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive, was deeply moved out of love for her son and said to the king, please my Lord, give her the living baby, don't kill him. But the other said, neither I nor you shall have him, cut him in two. Then the king gave his ruling, give the living baby to the first woman, do not kill him, she is his mother. When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe, because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer justice. Bless the reading of his word.
1: You know, Mother's Day is always one of those things, be honest, as a pastor, it's probably one of the harder Sundays to speak, uh, because there's so many emotions that go with Mother's Day. Let's be honest, not everybody had a great mom. So sometimes it's a hard thing for those who are struggling because here we are honoring mothers, which we should. Uh, but for some, it's it's not good memories. For many, it is great memories. So it, it flows through. As the song said today, some of you have your mothers no longer with you. Uh, some of you have the privilege, like I do, of having our mothers there. Some of you who are younger don't yet appreciate maybe your moms as you should, but you will as the years go through. So a lot of mixed emotions when you go through there. And as a byword today, we need to pray for one of our mothers, Mary Barker. Uh, She fell and had hip surgery. She's in the hospital at Thomas. And uh, I know that the family would appreciate prayers for her today. You know, I had Jeff read the scripture today. This is not your normal Mother's Day passage, is it? (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about a king, and we're talking about two prostitutes. Now, that doesn't quite fit in with the Mother's Day as a normal message. I, I read this message, the, the main themes of it, a number of years ago, and it's one that I spoke one other time, probably 5% or less of my messages are not original, but this was one of those messages, and I wanted to give credit to a man named Brian Atwood. I don't know him any at any stretch, but I thought it was a very unusual and unique message dealing with Mother's Day, and so I wanted to share that and so we saw in this passage that king solomon brand new king had recently really just before this happened the passage we read he asked god for wisdom god said i'll give you all kinds of things you want whatever it is you just ask solomon understanding the gravity of becoming a king and leading a whole nation began to ask god i need wisdom God said, because you didn't ask for money and riches and fame and all these things, I'm going to give all those to you. But above and beyond that, I'm going to give you wisdom. So the passage we looked at was, was this. And Solomon comes, two women come. They talk about having babies at the same time. One rolls over sadly on her child and dies. Switches the kids while the other mother's asleep. They go before the king because now they're arguing over who's got the living baby. Finally, Solomon, hearing them, says, just bring the baby here and let's cut the baby in half. <laughs> Can you imagine? Whoa, what a what a request. Immediately, the mother's heart yearned for her living child, and we see the result of what took place. And so that's the classic story of this passage, that God grants Solomon incredible wisdom, uh, and it is, is great to understand that. But he asks for incredible wisdom, God gives him wisdom, and God allows that to be a part of this account. The wonderful truth is not only for Solomon, for but for all of us. James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to everyone generously when we ask. So it's not just for a king, it's for every one of us, because we all make decisions in our lives. But often, because we look at the classic theme of a passage, sometimes we miss those underlying thoughts, the things that we can learn from stories and accounts in our lives. And so today, it really does deal a lot with motherhood. We're looking at these women, and we notice some things about them, some morals of motherhood. And so let's just dive in today and take a look at some thoughts concerning motherhood in this area. The first one is this. There's no such thing as a perfect mother. Now, that's not to drag mothers down, but that's really to hopefully lift a burden off their shoulders. You know, when you're a younger mother, there's all this feeling like I've got to have everything right. I've got to succeed. My kids, I've got to do this, do that, and everything else. And before you know it, you become overloaded with the feeling that I've just got to make it happen. And some point, you finally come and realize, I can't make all this happen. Motherhood's... Mothers are not perfect. Boy, the, the ages they go through with their kids from being little ones. And, you know, we, we've had a few little babies here recently. And, man, everybody goos over them. It's wonderful. We love it, don't we? Some of you are really volunteering for the nursery ministry now, aren't you? I can see them right over there. So maybe it's that little time. But you know what, what you don't see, and, and you remember if you're a mother, all those nights you had to get up. All those times of less sleep and even for the fathers and the things that go on there. Then they get a little bit older and they start running out and you're afraid they're going to get hurt. And then you see them as they start going out of those preteen years into those teen years. And oh boy, that's a new story, isn't it? Then you come to the point where your kids start having kids, maybe. And what a blessing that is. And we enjoyed it so much Friday night. We had all four of our kids, and we enjoyed it so much as we said goodbye Saturday. You know what it's like. But that just means they got to go back to mom and dad. So the pressure is always on. The times are always there. And, And those children of ours look forward to those moments when they don't have the kids all the time. Then we look at some of those older ages that, sadly, many of you, some of you have experienced widowhood. You have felt the loss, the pain of loss, in ways that other people can't even begin to describe. The thing that you don't want to happen to anybody else, but yet it's inevitable often for a woman especially, and sometimes for a man. And so you feel the pain of loneliness, you feel then some of the age-related things that just come naturally in life. But the truth of it is, as we see from that, there's no such thing as a perfect mom, and you don't need to beat yourself up over it. You go through stages, you go through parts of life, and you just need to realize that, you know what, God, you've got me in this stage, and just help me to look to you. Lord, just help me to realize that I can't do everything, even though you already knew that, I need to realize that and comprehend it and grab a hold of it. I can only be who I am, so I don't need to be perfect. No one needs to be treated with more tenderness than your own mother. Hope you're listening if you're here and you still have your mom, no matter what age. Perhaps no one is more caring and conscientious than her. And sometimes we're too hard on them, and sometimes we're too hard on, our, on themselves. You know, it's easy. My kids are already teasing about how I'm, when we're getting older, what they're going to do. So, uh, you know, it's interesting as we go along because we all have quirks, don't we? Let's be honest. I don't have any quirks. Well, you're just lying to yourself. We all have quirks. And so then you start looking at who you are, and your kids look at who you are, and they realize they laugh sometimes among themselves, whether they laugh with you or not. It's a part of it. It's not belittling you, it's saying, you know what? My dad or mom, they're special, they're unique. And I love them, and even though I have a good time making a little bit of fun, I got them right here. And so as we look at these thoughts, we need to realize, listen, just just enjoy some of life. When we realize there's no perfect mother, what illustration could be better than what we just read today? These two mothers, in their story, they were prostitutes. The babies were evidently conceived under sinful circumstances. No doubt this makes us sit up in church in the pews and like, wow, take a look at what the Bible shows. So here's a question. Why did Solomon, king of over God's chosen people, even take time to worry about two women that probably others wouldn't take much care about? Well, these women and the sinful men who paid for their services were living out of God's will, that's for sure. But Solomon was concerned about these two women because God was concerned about them. You know, it's so easy to judge, isn't it? So easy to look at somebody else with a little disdain, with a little dislike, because they're not like who we are. They're not who we expect them to be, or they are not how they maybe should be. I don't have to convince us that as a church that we stand for morality and purity but a church should also stand for forgiveness and restoration. Our goal, our heart is to say, hey, here's some moms who have gone down a wrong road in life. And we need to love on them and care for them and say, you know what, you're special in God's eyes. Maybe you have veered off course, but we want to show you somebody that can love you in a way that you've never been loved before. These women were not living up to God's ideals, yet God still loved them. You know, the truth of it is, if any of us had to wait for God to love us based on our performance, we would all be out of luck, wouldn't we? None of us are perfect. None of us are there. And so when we realize that, it lessens, hopefully, our judgment, maybe, of other people. So there's no such thing as a perfect mom just like there's no other perfect people. But if there's anyone in whom we should be willing to overlook faults, it should be our mothers. Because we're all alike in some way. You know, they've overlooked so many of our faults. As a parent, you know what it's like having sleepless nights if you have kids and they've started to grow up. Maybe you still have them. You know those moments where you roll over in bed and you just can't rest because you're so concerned about where they're, you feel they're heading. But you still love them. You still care for them. And so we need to realize concerning our mothers that we need to lighten up a little bit on them. We need to allow them to have some joys in life. Moms, you need to laugh some. Life can get so heavy at times that it just seems like it weighs you down. And we need to be reminded that God wants you to enjoy life. You need to have a good time. And there's some letters, it was called letters to children, from children to God. And I want to read a few of those today because they're somewhat humorous as we look at some of those thoughts that kids would just normally say. Now, these are real. These aren't made up by me. I can't make them up this good. The first one said, Dear God, I read the Bible. What does begat mean? Nobody will tell me. Love, Allison. Dear God, did you mean for the giraffe to be like that, or was it an accident? Norma. Dear God, I went to this wedding, and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? Neil. Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. Joyce. Dear God, please send me a pony. I never asked for anything before. You can look it up. Bruce. Dear God, send, please send Dennis Clark to a different camp this year. Peter. Dear God, I think about you sometimes even when I'm not praying. Elliot. Dear God, I bet it's very hard for you to love everybody in the world. There are only four in my family, and I can't do it. Nan. And the last one, dear God, I didn't think orange went with purple until I saw the sunset you made on Tuesday. That was cool, Eugene. You know, if you, if you can't laugh about that, maybe you've got a heavy heart. You need to find something to laugh about. You need to make laughter a regular habit of your life. We can get so serious about everything going on in life that we lose the value and we we forget to see the beauty of it. We forget to see the fun in life. And so moms, may I just encourage you, allow God to bring that joy in your heart. Look for those little things that can bring a smile on your face, that can help you in life, that can make you laugh out loud. You see, life's too short, and God is too good to go around frowning all the time with the struggles of life. There's no perfect mom. There never, ever will be. The first mom blew it fairly soon, it seems like, in scriptures. And so we shouldn't put that pressure on you, and you should not put it on yourself. Here's the second one today. God has answers for a mother's problem. Moms, you know, as a stress-free motherhood, it doesn't exist. From the pains of giving birth to what we've already said, raising teenagers maybe at times to even the empty nest. I remember when our, all of our kids were out of the house and it took me, man, nearly a day or two to get over that. It was tough because it was a lot longer for my wife. She was stuck with me. <laughs> what do I say, Right. But she missed him. She wanted them still around. There was an emptiness. You see, the good thing is God has help for us in those times when we feel it the most. Maybe it's the pains even of grandchildren at times or beyond. Motherhood can really be stressful. You know, the truth of it is just because Your kids may be out of the house. Doesn't mean you don't have a heart for your grandkids. I know you do. Seems like we always hear those stories, those funny things, like I was so glad I could get rid of the kids, but wouldn't it have been great if I could have bypassed them and just had the grandkids? But the truth of it is we love all of them, and our love doesn't quit, and especially a mom's love does not quit beyond the children. It's the grandkids. And I was talking to a lady yesterday, and I think she had great, great grandkids. And so we see those things happen we realize that we go through some tough times in life and that God has answers for us in those times. There is good news. God is willing. He's able to assist moms in the problems they encounter. You know, I'm so glad that God made a way for everyone to have a personal relationship with him. So when we come here today, it's not just that, okay, here we are. God's out here somewhere. No, it's that God said through my son, Jesus, I want you to have such a close, intimate relationship with me that you can share anything on your heart. And even those things you don't feel you know how to express, he says, I'm able to understand them, even if you can't. He loves us that much. He has solutions for us. It may not be easy, it may not be immediate, but He does have them for you. And when you feel like you're going through those moments in life that you just wonder if you're going to make another day, you need to be reminded how God has already promised us, even if we don't feel it, I will never leave you, and you can insert your name, never will I forsake you. It's not just a, passage in scripture. It's a reality by the God who says, I love you so much. I gave my son to die on the cross for you. I have given you peace if you've come to trust me as your savior. And I want you to know that I will never, ever, ever leave you. And you can be guaranteed, even if there's been a mom or somebody else in your life that has forsaken you, I will never forsake you. That is love. That is someone who comes alongside you with those issues and problems in life to help you. You don't need to go alone. And the amazing thing is, too, sometimes God says, even though I'm here with you, I'm going to bring somebody beside you. And when you're going through some of those heartaches, there have been others who have gone down that same road. May I encourage you again, never waste a heartache. Some of you have gone through things in life that you just barely could get through. It's not to be wasted because somebody else is going to go through that same heartache somewhere down the road in your life, and you're going to be able to come alongside them. You're going to be able to be God to them in a sense, if you understand that, what I'm saying and you can put your arms around them and you can talk with them and you can be there for them and you can literally understand what they are feeling because you have been there before. God will not leave you. He will give you what you need in your moments. You know, God didn't give Solomon wisdom so people could stand around the palace and say, wow, isn't he an amazing king? God gave Solomon wisdom so that there was a purpose behind it. God not only loved these two prostitute mothers, he also loved that little baby in this story. And God dispatched his wisdom to Solomon to save that child. And all children, inside or outside of the womb, are precious to God. And so it didn't matter the circumstance in which that baby was being born into this world. What mattered was that God cared so much for that little one that he was going to give a man an incredible amount of wisdom in order to save that baby's life and give it to the recognized mother. He has wisdom to spare for parenting responsibilities today. He can guide every single mother, no matter whether, what situation you're in. Whether it's a single mom or an adoptive mom or a stepmom or mom with special situations. My wife and I are friends with this lady, and I won't obviously ex- expose any of that today on, on, in this message, but I just so admire her. We painted a room for her one time. There are some people that doing a ministry for her and helping her, and we went over and took care of that. She It's a rough life because her boy has a lot of issues. She's with him 24-7. I never hear her complain. I never see something on, on Facebook of how horrible this is. I keep seeing the value she sees in her son. And we've been around it. We know how tough it is. But we watch her and we watch her and we watch her. And there's joy in her heart. We have other friends. They were here recently, and they have a a special needs daughter. I love her to death. Get ready for a major surgery in August again. And I just see the value that her mom and dad place in her. It's not a pain. It's not a heartache. It's incredible love. God gives to each what you need in your moment of difficulty. And kids today can really have special needs in every way. But that's okay because God has the wisdom to give you what you need for the task. He can teach you what to do. He can teach you what to say in every situation. And then the great thing is he can take those things that you're learning and you can incorporate it into your kids. This was sort of humorous. I remember reading it. It said "Like it was like a mom. She was tucking her little boy into bed. It was a bad storm outside, and uh, thunder was, was clapping, and the lightning was, was whipping around, seeing it. She was just about to turn the light on when the little boy asked with a tremor in his voice, said, Mommy, will you sleep with me tonight? The mother smiled and gave him a reassuring hug. I, I can't, dear, she said. I have to sleep with your daddy. A long silence was broken at last by a shaky little voice. The big sissy. (laughs) Listen, God will give you what you need. Lastly, there's nothing like a mother's love. You see, the real mother in this story would rather see another woman raise her child than see it's life taken. To see that baby taken and never have that opportunity again for someone. Moms, no doubt you have to be willing to give up some things to be a good mother. All of you know that far more than any of us guys can begin to say. There are a few situations guys do the parenting. They're single dads. But often it's the moms that take that tough part in life. And we admire you and we thank God for you. And we realize the sacrifices you make, and personal sacrifice is a pivotal part of motherhood. There's no doubt. From the time of conception, you're carrying that baby all those nine months in your womb, and it's a special thing. But it's also a time. I couldn't sleep last night. Baby was moving, had to turn. Couldn't do this. What couldn't get comfortable for nine months as you go through that. No mother's child ought to ever get over that sacrifice. We should never forget. It took pain. It took things to happen for us to become alive in this world. Our mothers fed us, nourished and protected us with their own bodies before we saw the light of day. And then all those years afterwards. But a mother's sacrifice it doesn't end early on. It goes throughout their lives and our lives. They keep on giving. They give up sleep for the midnight feedings. They give up personal goals to help their children achieve their own goals. How many times have they sacrificed and you didn't even realize it for something for you when it would have been nice if they could have had a new dress or some new outfit for themselves, but no, they thought of you first. You know, it's amazing, and it doesn't stop just with kids. I remember even being in college, how my parents, I didn't realize bills they paid for car insurance and this and that that I had forgot all about until I remembered and it was already paid for. Because of love, because of caring, because of sacrifice that my parents were willing to give of themselves. And so we honor moms for all the giving they do. They remind us of God who is sacrificial and giving himself. We've already referred to it, the sacrifice Christ made on the cross for our sin. And yet we remind, are also reminded of the sacrifice our children, our parents give to their children. You know, God gave his only son for a world of wayward children. He was so willing And as I said earlier, we don't don't have to be perfect for him to accept us. We can never be because of our sinful nature. And yet he just says, hey, I love you. And the ultimate sacrifice on the cross of the giving of his son was unbelievable. That kind of love to God and to our mothers should not go unnoticed and unappreciated. I'd hate to think where my kids would be if it was only me. My wife is the heart of our home. If you've ever heard my wife laugh, well, if you've ever seen my wife, you've heard her laugh. That's part of who she is. She brings joy to the home. Thank you, moms, for what you do for your kids, even if they don't get it yet, even if they don't see it yet. And if you're starting to see it, then you knew you need to expand on it. You need to say, you know what, Mom? I haven't been the best all the time. And she said, you can say that again. But I want you to know I'm starting to see how much I appreciate you. And maybe you didn't do it as a kid. Maybe you've grown up a little bit in life. And maybe you just haven't said it enough. And while you have time, you need to say it. And, you know, let's be honest. There may be some of you that... Maybe your mom's already gone, and there were some issues between you. And maybe even here today, you're feeling a little bit guilty, a little bit like, man, I just don't like Mother's Day. You know, I'm so thankful that you can still tell God, or you, you blew it with your mom. And you can say, God, I, you know we didn't end well. You know there were issues. You know all these things, and Lord, I am sorry. Sorry. And allow God to bring some healing to your own heart. You don't have to take this day as a day of total remorse. You can make this a day of joy and thankfulness and healing. Because we have a God who wants to bring healing. And as God loves you, you learn in a greater way to love that mom who's departed, to maybe love that mom who's still here, to show her how much you care. Some of you may have not had a relationship for a long time. Maybe you just need to send that card in the mail. You don't have to say, I wonder if she'll send anything back. You don't even have to expect it. All you need to do is say, hey, here it is, and leave it up to them. And so moms, I thank you. And I thank many of us guys, especially we thank you for what you've given. We thank you for the duty and the commitment that you have made. It's hard to really show appreciation, as we should, but we do thank you and we love you. I know there's times mothers may feel unloved, unappreciated, and forgotten. That is, unless they need you for something. But moms, we do love you, and we know that even more than we ever could, God loves you. I hope you'll never let that thought leave you. When you may feel like you're on the outs with others, God loves you even far more. And so thank you, Mom, moms, for who you are, for all you do. It is a special day. It is a blessed day. If your mom's here today, I encourage you, before you leave this building, you make sure you let them know how much you love them. If your mom's away and you can't be there today, I hope you take some time to make sure you give her a call, that you talk to her today. Maybe for some of you, it's just driving out to that grave. Some people enjoy doing that. Just sit there a spell and say, Mom, thank you for what you've done for me. Share a few stories, it's okay. Do what you feel God wants you to do. As some of you know today, the day will come when you won't have that opportunity. But maybe for others, it's not been your mom. It's not been that biological mom that you've had. It's been somebody else has been a mom to you. I encourage you, let them know. Make sure you appreciate them. You know, I, I remember and I've, Talked about it maybe one other time, a lady named Ann. Ann never could have children, but she had tons of kids. My son never liked Sunday school till he went to Ann's class as a boy because she loved kids. Unbelievably loved kids. She understood what it was like to not have a mom around because she was adopted through the system Never really had, maybe later in life, had a real adopted mom, but she sure learned how to love. So maybe that person isn't a biological mom, but they've been a mom. Thank God for them. If you still have the possibility to express that love, let them know. Don't wait. Better to live a life full of blessings and joy than to live one looking back with regrets. So do all you can to love and express that love. Amen. Amen. We're going to bow our heads in a moment. However, it is God is speaking to your heart today. Maybe you just need some healing, maybe you need to forgive. Maybe you just need to remember how good you had it. Maybe you need to look back and say, you know, it really wasn't that good, but God, thank you that you've never left me and you've been there for me in every trial. I don't know what it may be, but whatever it is, let God do for you what he needs. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, that's where real love begins. We'd love to talk to you more about that, sharing the love of Christ, how much he cares. If you've never yet come to that point in life, I would encourage you to talk with us so that you might know for sure this incredible love that God has for you. Father, today we're so thankful for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Lord, I thank you for mothers. Lord, I thank you for my mom. Thank you, Lord, for those who have invested their lives, sacrificed for us, given their all so that we could enjoy life. God, may we always be appreciative. Lord, if we haven't, may you change our hearts and may we realize how blessed we have been. Lord, we give you thanks. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. Steve is going to lead us in a song. You know, if you need to come pray, I hope we always feel that freedom. If you want to stay seated and you just need to deal with the Lord with some issues, please feel the freedom to do that as well. If you need a hymnal, page 479, softly and tenderly. you ladies we've got some flowers for all our moms and there's some books and different things back on our table and then also pictures so we hope that some of you can get pictures they'll have those take those for you today Uh, we hope you have a fantastic day and that you enjoy yourselves and enjoy this day allow God to bless you through it Lord bless you have a super day